Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Spiritualist Academy podcast. I'm your host Oliver Carpenter Beale and we're just starting a mini-series on the types of evidence that is produced within evidential mediumship and this time around I'm going to be talking about factual evidence. So factual evidence, factual statements, what do I mean by that? A factual statement is something that is presented which is either right or wrong. So if I was to say, dad had a blue car, did he have a blue car? I mean, the answer to that is either yes, he did or no, he didn't. There's no, well, it was a little bit blue, but it was more yellow. You know, there's nothing like that. There's no ambiguity. It's either a yes or a no. Simple um, expressions of factual evidence are things along the lines of, I have mum here. You know, it's either mum or it's not. She was five foot three tall. She was or she wasn't. She passed with pancreatic cancer. She either did or she didn't. She took in stray cats that just seemed to turn up again. Did or didn't. She played the piano. Did she or not? Um, She couldn't drive. I mean, these are all things which are either a yes or a no. You know, she couldn't have slightly taken in some cats. She couldn't have dabbled with the piano. Well, I suppose she could have, but that's not really what you would call played. And she couldn't have maybe driven, unless very dangerously, but you wouldn't class that off. She um, she would drive. So when I talk about factual evidence, this is what I call the base form of evidence. Purely because these factual statements, no matter what type of evidence you're giving, I mean, over this series, I'm going to be teaching and talking about other types of evidence, but no matter which type you're giving, it's usually, and I say usually, backed up by at least one or two types of factual evidence with it. So you wouldn't always just say, um, I've got a feeling of such and such, and that'd be it. It would be, I've got a feeling of such and such because, and then there comes the factual statements or factual statements. I get the feeling of this with it, factual statement, factual statement. And along those lines, and that happens with every other type of evidence during evidential mediumship. Obviously, when we're talking about other forms of mediumship, it can be very different. So on this occasion, I'm only talking about evidential mediumship when you're demonstrating in front of a person or an audience with you just standing there not in trance not doing physical things you are just a medium giving a reading now the factual statements can either be facts about the spirit or they can be facts about the person in front of you so it could be facts such as he tells me he used to do such and such or he tells me that he did this he tells me that he liked such and such or he had this or she did this she liked that she collected such and such um her favorite thing was you know these are all um factual statements about themselves now there's also things when they say um like when spirit comes through and they say things like i see you doing blah i see you have la I like the way that you do blah, blah, blah. You know, these sorts of things. So it could either be about the spirit or about the person in front of you. 
Now, factual statements on their own, with no other types of evidence, um, is actually a, a very good way of determining the the recipient. Uh, re- well, excuse me, and determining who the communicator is in spirit. Now, this is very good for say beginner to intermediate level and intermediate level as a whole, and obviously advanced mediums use this too. But factual evidence on its own is fairly bland so there's not much feeling in it it's there's no emphasis no oomph to the message it's just factual 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 it's a bit like uh, reading an encyclopedia it tells you about a subject but you don't get a feeling for it you don't get an understanding about it you just get cold hard facts so if you're starting a reading just purely with factual evidence you could be getting um i have mum or you could even go um more basic than that i have a lady she has blue eyes uh she liked to collect toy dolls um she had three children you know things like this so it's very very factual very to the point you could easily find your recipient for that spirit with that information you can really drill down with the factual evidence but it's very bland there's not nothing else to it but as soon as you've got that recipient you can then bring in the other forms of evidence and it you can bring in the feelings and things like this and this is normally what happens on platform but again that's purely just to find the recipient now what i like about the factual evidence is that it's quite easy to listen out for so if you're sitting in the congregation or you're sitting in a circle and you're hearing what other people are giving you can just listen out for these little facts. They're usually very short statements, quite sharp statements. And um, you can see how that they bolster the other forms of evidence. So when you're listening to other mediums work, you can be learning yourself. So a short, sharp bit is exactly similar to how I've already said, but they could be like, he's your paternal uncle. You know, very short, sharp. No ambiguity to that, either was or he wasn't. And it's really good. But then bolstering other forms of evidence um it could be something along the lines of your uncle your uncle says you were his favorite nephew because you made him laugh so there i mean that in itself it's only a little bit more information but it brings in other forms of evidence and it's just enough to bring in some emotion from the person in front of you and shows emotion from the spirit including the relationship far more than just they are here on your family tree it's more of they enjoyed time with you they liked to be with you they had fun with you i mean there's all that conveyed in a very small sentence and that that sort of stuff means the world if you were giving if you were receiving a message from someone and they said i've got your paternal uncle he he liked to go on holidays on the beach well yeah if they say i've got your your uncle here he says you're his favorite um especially when you're on the beach and the amount of laugh and fun that you guys had and you really got on and you were by far his favorite out of all of them just don't tell the rest you know that brings in so much more it brings in emotion brings in feelings it brings in just love it brings in personality as well and it means a lot really does now, when you get on to the, the more higher stuff with factual evidence, so rather than just the short, sharp, factual stuff, and you start to bring in 
a little more of the senses as well. So if I just go down just with clairvoyance here, just with clairvoyance within factual, but on slightly higher level, bringing in a little bit of the psychic senses within the reading. So rather than just being shown stuff, you're looking for stuff as well. So um, I've, got, I've got written down here, dermo optical perception, and I've written down advanced clairvoyance, where actually dermo optical perception literally means seeing things that aren't in front of your eyes. So like when you shut your eyes, that's dermo optical perception because you're perceiving things without your eyes. Anyway, that's beside the point. So my examples here uh, is basically reading something you can see. So if you are being shown a room, uh, you're being shown a spirit in a room, uh, what you normally find medium saying is, I'm seeing, say, Nan in a nursing home, she's wearing a nightie, and there's a bed in front of her and not much else. What you can then do is take it one step further. Nan's showing you her in a room, but psychically, you can then tell your brain, tell yourself, well, she's put me in this room. I'm in this room. I'm going to have a look around. So you can walk over. You can look out the window. You could tell people what was outside the room. So then there'll be rather than, oh, which nursing home was this or which bedroom was this? You can describe the outside and then they'll be, um, you know, be able to narrow it down. Absolutely. Uh, I, I remember one time when I did this to someone and they were a bit confused because I described the living room um, things in the living room quite well but they weren't sure where it was. So I looked out the window, told them there was a pub opposite, and that was it, light bulb. Uh, they knew exactly where it was. But what they didn't expect was that I told them what the pub was called as well. Because I was looking at it, I could just read it. So other things I've got here, um, the sort of things like you see um, Gordon Smith do. And if you've ever seen him work, it's very impressive to watch how he works. Not what he does, but how he does it. Because just like what I said... Um, say a spirit takes him somewhere and then he has a look around he then not takes control but he controls what he's viewing so I remember one time when I saw him working he was walking up someone's road and he told them the numbers on the next door neighbor's house he told them say a car number plate uh, he told them the color of the gate in front of the house and it's all these sorts of things where he took control of what he was seeing and what he was perceiving. It was very good. Um, I know I've mentioned on this podcast before that I I did that in a church where I looked at someone's address and I read it out. Um, so it's a very similar sort of thing. Uh, and obviously, if you're in someone's bedroom, there might not be much in there, but you can look at pictures on the wall, posters on the wall, tell them what it's of, what it says on them. You know, these are all things that were just there to spark the memory in the person that's in front of you. And once they've got it, they've got it, you know, and that does really kick in. It means everything because it shows them that you really have beyond shadow of a doubt who they have, you know, who is communicating with them. But obviously you've got to stay with the spirit. You can't go psychic on people. I've realized what I've just said here. You could do a lot of it psychically from the person in front of you, but you stick with that spirit, you will get more than you ever will psychically. And that's a fact, trust me, because suddenly you are working with someone who was there, who experienced it on a day-to-day -day basis, rather than the person in front of you who maybe gone around to see them once a week, once a month. 
and you can feel it and you can bring through the emotions of everything. Now, where factual comes in these days a lot of the times in churches, obviously I'm at church quite a lot and I see a lot of different working mediums, a lot of different people working. And I've noticed a, a trend in things being more fluffy. Now, if we go back to how I said factual evidence is either right or wrong, no ambiguity. So if I go through those examples I gave earlier, and then I'll show you the fluffy versions of them. So examples of no ambiguity statement. I have mum here. Fluffy version. I have an older lady here. Yeah, okay. They can give that. But if they went one step further, they may be able to tell you who. Okay, factual statement. She was five foot three tall. Fluffy version. She was just over five foot tall. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, but it's not quite there yet. It's a little bit... Mm, uh, let's see. Factual. She passed with pancreatic cancer. Fluffy version. She passed with an issue in this area. And then they normally wave their hands in the general area. So this would be, say, torso. I mean, yeah, could be anyone right now. Uh, factual. She took in stray cats that just seemed to turn up. Fair enough. Fluffy. She loved animals. Factual. She played the piano. Uh, fluffy version. I can see she was musical. Factual. She couldn't drive. Fluffy version. She rarely went out alone. So there's quite a big difference there. But when someone is, I don't want to say performing this, but when someone is doing this on platform and they say, I have an older lady here. She was just over five foot tall. She passed with an issue in this area, waving hands in torso. Um, she loved animals. I can see she was musical. She rarely went out on her own, though. How many people are going to put their hands up there? Quite a lot because it's quite ambiguous. Everyone has an older lady in spirit, just over five foot tall. I mean, that was pretty much the um, normal height, say about 30 years ago. Actually, I should probably make that a bit longer, thinking that I'm 40 odd now. So let's say 50 odd years ago. Uh, she loved animals. Most people do in some way, shape or form. Um, she was musical. What does that mean? What does that mean? She was musical. Did she play an instrument? Did she like listening to music, as pretty much everybody does? Did she like watching musicals? Or did she just like the theatre? I mean, that's incredibly ambiguous. She rarely went out alone. I mean, that's quite normal for a lot of people. But it being narrowed down on the factual side of she couldn't drive explains a lot. Maybe she lived out in the country and couldn't go anywhere because there was no buses. So therefore, going out on her own wasn't really an option, especially if she's elderly and it's a long way to walk. Or um, maybe she was just lonely and um, wanted to go out for a tea or a coffee or a meetup with friends, but they had to come get her. Or even if she did go out on her own, she would then meet them up in town. Therefore, rarely went out alone. She was still meeting up with people, so she wasn't on her own. See what I mean? The the fluffy factual evidence is what I'm calling it, is um, very ambiguous. And that is the very key difference to it. So exercises for factual evidence. OK, my screen's gone weird. Uh, OK, I'm going to have to edit this out. Hopefully I remember to edit this out. Well, I'll be listening to it anyway, I suppose. Or I might keep it in just for fun. Um, right. 
So the exercises when we're talking about factual evidence, it's it would be again asking for specifics, because when you want to exercise your say factual tool in your toolbox, you really want to make it hard on yourself. Just so that when you're out in the world doing readings on platform, doing things like that, then if it's not as hard as how you practice, it's going to be a lot easier for you. So ask for specifics. So you ask the spirit for their job, but then you can go into it even more, can't you? You can go, so you worked in, say, a travel agent. Uh, what department did you work? What was your favorite part of the job? Um, did you get to go anywhere? You know, you can really go into the job. But these are all very different factual parts of that one thing to do with the job. Um, how many children do you have? Or did you have, you should say? Or do you have? Whatever. It's no death, so did you have? Do you have? Um, and then you can go on to um, boys or girls, which order. Uh, you could even ask for names if you're very um, brave, <laughs> I should say. Uh, you can ask, do you have any tattoos? Did you have any tattoos? Then where were they? What were they? Um, what was the meaning behind them? Is a good one with tattoos, actually, because there's always a story, always a story. Even if it's someone got drunk and they woke up with it, that's still a story. But usually there's a very big meaning behind it, because if you're going to have something on your skin for the rest of your life, people want meaning for that. Um, or, or where they met, because obviously you're giving somebody a reading and you're giving them someone from the spirit world, if it's not a family member, you could then say, well, where did you meet? How did you meet? What was your, if it was a couple, your first date? You can really go into things like that. You know, what were your shared hobbies? These sorts of things, you know, very factual statements. And all of them can be backed up with other forms of evidence as well. So I really hope that I've managed to get through what factual evidence is. And I know that when I listen back to this, I'm going to th be thinking, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. But the trouble is, I've already recorded this three or four times. And each time I thought, I can do that better. <laughs> and I'm worried that I'm going to get to a point where I just don't release any more recordings or podcasts because I'm trying to be a perfectionist every time. And I really don't want to be that way. I want to get the information out. And then in future podcasts, when it comes up again, I can then refine. So hopefully you'll keep listening. But factual evidence in summary are right or wrong statements. And they should have no ambiguity. Or if there is an ambiguity, you should be able to clear it up. Okay. Now, what I will say on that fact is you will get ambiguous statements you will. You just will. Everyone does. Uh, maybe the, your connection with the spirit isn't brilliant and um, you're trying your hardest on, on platform or in front of someone to try and enhance your connection to the spirit to get these factual statements perfect. But there are times when you can't. Maybe you've had a bad day and it's affecting your mind, which is obviously affecting your mediumship because it's done within the mind. Now, when these ambiguous things turn up, I would say... Use your judgment as a medium as to what to do. Because as soon as you get a no or a sort of or a maybe, that means you haven't quite given the information correctly. So then you've got the option of one, going back to the spirit and trying to clear up that information, which is 
the correct thing to do, by the way. Or number two, just move on. And when I say move on, I've noticed that a lot of mediums, as soon as they get a no, they they say, oh, well, I must have moved on. Thank you for working with me. Right, I'm coming to you over there. They just move on completely from the person. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Now, when I say move on, I mean move on to a different type or a different piece of evidence, even a different factual piece of evidence, whatever it is. And don't just cut the person off. You know, say, oh, you said no, so bye. No, it's more of, okay, I got that wrong. That's fine. How about this? And I think that, again, is the right thing to do. But when you're in that situation of should I go back to spirit or should I move on, I would say use your judgment. If you're going to go back to the spirit, you should get it right. Because if you get another no, suddenly the person that you're reading will almost give up on you and give up on the the reading, almost disregard everything that you've said before them. Hopefully they wouldn't, but you never know. If you get another no, it could really knock your confidence, which in turn will knock the sitter's confidence. But again, it is the right thing to do. You could either keep plugging on, trying to get it. But I would say in in those sorts of situations, if it's not right, if you're not feeling it, um, take the no. Just take the no and move on. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just saying, right, okay, forgive me. How about this? Nothing wrong with that at all. Keeps the flow of the message going, just carries on. But if that piece of information you're trying to give is important, is um, very much needed for that person to know who you have to prove life after life, then you can keep plugging away at it. But obviously know when to stop. I've probably talked too much on that subject, but you know what I mean. Uh, Something that I did want to mention is the other day was was my mum's birthday and she passed away a few years ago. Funnily enough of um, pancreatic and liver cancer, as I mentioned in this reading earlier, pancreatic cancer and things, a lot of what I said on the examples actually um, do come down to mum. She was five foot three. Uh, she passed pancreatic cancer that's fair enough took in stray cats that turned up yep she played the piano yep and she couldn't drive so there we go but what i wanted to say is each year what i do with my children and my wife is we each get a a cadbury's dairy milk bar just to to celebrate my mum because she was an absolute cadbury's fiend she really was she loved that chocolate bar so much it was just ridiculous she she would go to sleep with it all around her like bedside cabinets and everything she would wake up in the morning with it all been eaten with chocolate all around her mouth uh sometimes in the bed as well so she would wake up with with um chocolate stuck around her behind and um it, it was just hilarious Absolutely hilarious. Everywhere she went, she always had some dairy milk. Uh, in her latter years, she moved over to Giant Buttons, Cadbury's Giant Buttons. Um, so, yeah, last year we actually all had some buttons. Uh, but this year I went back to the dairy milk. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but my mum was a massive inspiration for me in um, getting to terms with this kind of world. My mum was a Christian. Yet she believed that there were spirits everywhere because she had to, because things were always moving, talking, and she could see things all the time anyway. Uh, So she really had no choice. But um, 
yeah, I I was brought up uh, with all this. Always been told by her that um, I'm a Christian and things like this, and I have to be because I'm a good person and good people are Christians, um, which I tried to explain multiple times that you don't have to be a Christian to be a good person, to which she would always reply with, don't be silly, you're a good person, so you have to be a Christian. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. She didn't quite get that, but at the time of her passing, she was Christian Church of England. She was confirmed Methodist. How weird's that? She was an adherent in the Salvation Army, and she was also a member of my spiritualist church. So um, I would say she was quite confused about a lot of things. But um, one thing that she did have was a love of God. Um, and in her mind, it was a love of Jesus more than God, which I never understood. I still don't understand that. And um, yeah, so I just thought I'd end, end this on that note that um, my mum was a weirdo. She brought me up to be fairly weird because we always saw stuff. And we completely understood that it was there. It was perfectly fine. You couldn't deny it. You just couldn't. Not with where we lived. And um, yeah, I miss her so much. It's unbelievable. So I'm going to leave it there because I don't want to upset myself. So God bless. Much love to you all. And um, I'll talk to you again very soon. Okay, goodbye.